We will review just a couple of scriptures and then we'll uh, go from there and emphasize today uh, our reconciliation to God. All right, in uh, Romans chapter 1 and verse 16, it says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. So the Apostle Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. The gospel of Christ is basically that Jesus died for our sins. He paid the price for our sin. He suffered for us in our place. And on the third day, he was raised again. And we are able to be restored to God by believing on Jesus Christ. So salvation is a gift, or eternal life is a gift to anyone and everyone who believes. To the Jew first and also to the Greek, for therein, in verse 17, for therein, speaking of in the gospel, therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Therein, in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. So when we study the gospel or we uh, hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, there is a revelation of righteousness revealed in the gospel. And he said, for it is written, the just shall live by faith. And so when we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, we receive the gift of righteousness. Uh, actually, Way Translation said, God's gift of righteousness is revealed. God's gift of righteousness is revealed. So righteousness is a gift. Everybody say it with me. Righteousness is a gift that I received when I believed on Jesus Christ. Stephen's translation says, For in it, or in the gospel, a way is revealed in which sinful men may be accepted before God. So we become accepted before God, and we may stand in His presence approved and forgiven. So when we are uh, desiring the presence of God, we can stand in God's presence approved and forgiven. Why can we stand approved and forgiven? Because Jesus has paid the price for our sin. So our sin debt has been paid. Our sin debt has been uh, already accounted for. So Jesus has already paid uh, the sin debt so that you and I could have access into the presence of God. And we can stand before God approved and forgiven. <coughs> Pardon me. <coughs> So if you'll go with me now to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Second Corinthians chapter 5. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17. It says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. Therefore, if any man, everybody say any man. Amen. Well, any man would be any man, woman, or person. Any person, 
Any man be in Christ. In other words, you get born again. You receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. Uh, you get in Christ. Or you call on the name of the Lord and you're saved. You get in Christ. Praise the Lord. So when you get in Christ, your spirit is born again and your spirit gets connected to Jesus. Your spirit gets in union with Christ. Your spirit, the inward man, the inner part of you, the part of you that is born again. So it's the spirit of man that is born again. It's the spirit of man, the spirit of, of a person that is actually born again. And when you are born again, you receive eternal life. And when you receive eternal life, you become a new creature, a new creation in Christ Jesus. So when you're born again or you have accepted Jesus Christ as the Lord of your life, you become a new creature or a new creation in Christ Jesus. Then he says, and old things are passed away. So something happened on the inside that changed your spirit nature. Uh, actually, Peter tells us that we become a partaker of the divine nature. So uh, your spirit man became a partaker of God's nature, that being eternal life. Eternal life is God's life. It's uh, actually, uh, one definition says is life as God has it. Or one, tra one uh, definition is life in the absolute sense. So uh, you have received eternal life. So you have absolute life. Absolute simply means pure. It is untainted. It is nothing but life. When God gives you eternal life, there's nothing but eternal life that comes into your spirit. So there's not any more of the old stuff left. He said, old things are passed away, and behold, what? All things are become new. So everything in your spirit that used to be there is gone, and everything in your spirit is now new. So you are a new creation in Christ Jesus with a new life. You have a new life. You become a new person, or you become a new self, or you have the life as God has it. Or you could say you have the God kind of life. You have the kind of life that God has. You have the quality of life that God has. You have the quality of life that is inside of God. That same quality of life is on the inside of you. And so that quality of life changed you in, inside, in your spirit. And your spirit is the real you. It's the part of you that is born again. All right? Now, your spirit has a soul and lives in a body. So there's three parts to your being. You are a spirit. You have a soul. You live in a body. But primarily, you are a spirit. Primarily, your spirit is a main part of you. In other words, without your spirit, you would not exist. Praise the Lord. Or when you... Die physically and go to heaven. Your spirit and your soul goes to heaven. Praise the Lord. But your body can't function without your spirit. Your spirit man is the primary part of you. And your spirit lives in your body. 
And your body is the house in which you live, or it's the temple. It's called the temple of God. It's referred to as a house, or it's the temple of God. So God has come to dwell in your spirit, so therefore God has made your body his temple, or his dwelling place, or other verses say a house. So you have a natural house. You're going to get a spiritual house. When Jesus comes and takes us away, we're going to get a new house from heaven. Praise God. We're going to get a new body. Likened unto his glorified body. Praise the Lord. So, right now you're a son of God or child of God, but does not yet appear what we shall be until he appears. And when he shows up, we shall be like him. In other words, we're going to get a new body like Jesus, glorified body, and you're going to live in heaven for eternity, praise God, because your spirit is born again. Your spirit has eternal life, and the life of God or the nature of God is on the inside of you, and so you are a new creature. Hallelujah. A new creature that is born of God, that has God's incorruptible seed in him. God's incorruptible seed. You're born of an incorruptible seed. Hallelujah. Everybody say, I'm a new creature. Old things are passed away. And all things are become new. So everything in your spirit is new. Next verse says, and all things are of God. So everything that came into your spirit is of God. Whatsoever is born of God. So your spirit man has been reborn. Hallelujah. Your spirit man has been born of God. Your spirit, <laughs> glory to God. Your spirit man has been born of God. Has God's seed on the inside of him. The word of God is God's seed. And when God's seed gets into your heart, you receive that seed and believe that seed. That seed recreates your spirit man. And your spirit man becomes a new creature in Christ. All things pass away and all things have become new and you become of God. You're born of God. So he says, all things are of God or originate with God or come from God or, or they are God. God stuff. <laughs> It's actually God's nature. Hallelujah to Jesus. So God's stuff comes on the inside of you. How can you describe it? Many ways you could describe it. We're doing our best to trust the Holy Spirit to give you some understanding of the quality of life that came on the inside of you. And that quality of life is God's quality of life. And all things are of God. Then it says, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. Who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. So the word reconciliation or reconcile means that he has restored you to a place of favor and friendship with God. We were all sinners and we were all enemies of God, but thank God, God reconciled us. 
God reconciled us unto himself. God has reconciled you and me to himself. We've been reconciled to God. We've been restored to a place of favor and friendship with God. You're no longer an enemy of God. You're God's friend. God's your father. He's your, he's your Abba father, your daddy, your God, your father. He is the father of your spirit. You've been refathered from above. You've been refathered from the God of love. You've been fathered by God and God's nature has come on the inside of you. Another part of his nature is he is a lover. Hallelujah. He loves. God is love. God is love. He doesn't just have it. That's what he is. God is love. God is love. And the love of God comes on the inside of you and you're born of God. You're born of love and the love nature of God is on the inside of you. You've been reconciled unto God. You've been restored to a place of favor and friendship with God. Thank you, Jesus. Now it says, who hath reconciled us to himself? Who hath? Who hath reconciled? Hath. Everybody say hath. Who hath reconciled us to himself? Not going to, has done. He reconciled all of humanity to himself. This is not something he does individually, one time, then another time, then another time, then another time. He did it one time, and all individual rebirths come out of that one time. In other words, when you receive the reconciliation, praise God, then you're actually receiving what God has already done. He doesn't have to send his son again to die in our place again and again and again. He did it one time, once and for all, for all time and for all humanity. And every man, every woman, any person can be born again. Anybody, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Why? Because it's already done. The reconciliation has already been accomplished. It's already been finished. It's a work of redemption that is finished and it is complete. And it's already yours. But when you receive that reconciliation, then you are now turned from an enemy of God to a friend of God. Turned from somebody who is against God to somebody who's for God. Hallelujah. You have received the reconciliation. You have received this friendship relationship with God. So God is your friend. Hallelujah. And you have favor with him. Hallelujah. I say God is your friend and you have favor with him. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 19. To wit. That's a King James word. To know. To know. That God was in Christ. This is what God was doing in Christ. To know that God was in Christ. Doing what? Reconciling the world unto himself. God was in Christ. Reconciling the world unto himself. So God was doing a work in the person of Christ. And through Jesus' death, 
Through Jesus being made sin for us, Jesus taking our sin, tasting our death, and taking that penalty for sin, Jesus paid the price. So God was working in the person of Christ. God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. He was reconciling the whole world. That would mean anybody that had lived or would live. The whole world. Thank you, Jesus. God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses to them. Imputed is a, an accounting term. Not counting their trespasses unto them. So God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. So God's not counting their sins to them. And we'll read it in a bit, in a few minutes, from the Amplified Bible. He was not counting up their sins to hold it against them. He was counting up their sins to cancel them. Hallelujah. To wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed to us the word of reconciliation. So God has committed to you and to me a word of reconciliation, or the word of reconciliation, which means that we have a word from God that tells us that we can tell the world God was in Christ already reconciling you unto himself. Jesus has already died for you. Jesus has already paid the price for you. And your sin debt has already been canceled in the person of Christ. All you need to do is receive, believe and receive what Jesus has done for you. Jesus has already done it. So you don't have to work it out. You don't have to figure it out. All you need to do is believe and receive. And your sin debt has been canceled and you receive that reconciliation or that restoration to favor and friendship with God. Thank you, Jesus. Woo! Hallelujah. This is the gospel. It is the good news. It is the power of God unto salvation. And there is a there is a righteousness revealed in this gospel. Why? Because God has reconciled you. He's reconciled you to himself. And your sin debt has been canceled. It has been canceled out. And you can be right with God. You can receive this gift of righteousness. You can receive this gift. Hallelujah to Jesus. 
You can receive this gift of righteousness that you don't have to work for or earn or put out so much effort to receive. You simply believe and receive this gift of righteousness that comes from God and it's already been paid for 2,000 years ago and there's enough to go around. Why? Because he reconciled the whole world to himself from Adam on. Praise the Lord. Jesus Christ has reconciled the world to himself and the reconciliation has already occurred. All you need to do is hear God's word and all you need to do then is believe God's word and all you need to do then is say I believe. I confess. I confess Jesus. I say Jesus Christ is Lord and I believe that God raised him from the dead and that Jesus is Lord and when you say that there's a a power that happens on the inside the power of God unto salvation salvation occurs when you believe that word and when you receive the gospel You receive this reconciliation, this restoration to favor and friendship with God. God has made you his very own friend. He has made you his friend. Now you can get closer to him, but you are a friend of God. You can draw nigh to him, but you're already a friend of God. You can... You can pray and seek his presence and his glory, but you're already a friend of God. You're in the family of God. You're, you have a father God. God is your father. You're part of the family of God. You're born into a family. You're born into him. Hallelujah. You're born into Christ. You get in union with Christ. And Christ is in you. Jesus Christ lives on the inside of you. He, hallelujah, is what it's all about. Praise God. That's how it all happened. And that's how it's going to happen. We tell the world about Jesus. There's a saving gospel. There is a power in the gospel. There's something in the gospel that has a power to save and deliver and set free any human being, no matter what they've been involved in. God's grace, God's goodness, God's mercy, the love of God, the tender mercies of heaven, the mercies of God are extended to them, and His grace releases them and keeps, oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. He makes him his own. Hallelujah. They're born into his family. How many can shout glory in the house today? Glory to God forever. Forever, Lord, your word is settled. Hallelujah to Jesus. Thank God forever. Hallelujah to Jesus forever. God was in Christ. Reconciling. Hallelujah. The world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them. And is committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors. Now then, we are ambassadors. 
We're representatives of God. Oh, Jesus. Now then, we are ambassadors as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. In other words, that's your message. You're, you're, you're getting the gospel. You're taking the gospel of reconciliation as an ambassador. You're beseeching people. You're reaching out to people. And you're praying them in God in Christ's stead that they would be reconciled. Be ye reconciled. Just receive this reconciliation. Thank you, Jesus. So you're an ambassador. Everybody say, I'm an ambassador. You're heaven's ambassadors. You're heaven's representative. Hallelujah. You're God's representative. He gave you his life to share it with others. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody say it again. I'm an ambassador. I'm a representative of heaven. We're in verse 21. For he... God hath made him, Jesus, to be sin for us. He, God, hath made him, Jesus, to be sin for us. Who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. For he, God, has made him, Jesus, his son, his only begotten son. For God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. God gave his only begotten son. God gave his only begotten son. So God made Jesus his only son. To be sin for us. So God laid on him the iniquity of us all. God laid on him all of humanity's sin. Jesus became our sin. In our place as our substitute. Jesus became our substitute. He took our place. He got in a body. Jesus came in the flesh. Jesus became a man so he could represent man. But he was God manifest in the flesh. So he's the great I am, but he is still a man. So we could say he's the God man. To represent all humanity. And he being our substitute. God put in him. Our sin. So that he could pay the penalty for that sin. And suffer the penalty for that sin. 
So Jesus Christ paid the full price. So Jesus Christ paid the full price. He paid the full price for our sin so that we could be made right with him, right with God. So this reconciliation could occur. He was made our sin, suffered the penalty for our sin, died in our place. But he was justified in spirit as representative of all humanity. First Timothy 3.16 says he was justified in spirit. So he was justified representing all of humanity, all of mankind. So he was made sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God. Where? In him. So when did you become the righteousness of God? When you got in him. When did you get in him? When you got born again. Or when you received this reconciliation. Or when you received eternal life. You got born again. And you became a new creature or new creation in Christ. But you also became the righteousness of God in him. Now notice it says you become the righteousness of God or you become God's righteousness or you become right with God or you receive the quality of righteousness that God has which puts you in a right relationship with God which says that you're accepted in Christ. You're accepted in the beloved. Hallelujah. W. Vine said, The man who trusts in Christ becomes the righteousness of God in him. The man who trusts in Christ becomes the righteousness of God in him. He becomes in Christ all that God requires a man to be and all that he could never be in himself. So this is not a self-attained righteousness. This is not something you get because you work hard enough. Or you become good enough. It's something you get because you believe on Jesus. And you receive Jesus Christ as the Lord of your life. And Jesus is Lord. And you are the righteousness of God in him. Thank you, Jesus. The man who trusts in Christ becomes the righteousness of God in him. He actually references 2 Corinthians 5.21. He becomes in Christ all that God requires a man to be and all that he could never be in himself. So this is God's requirement, righteousness. But God knew we couldn't become it by ourselves on our own merit, on our own efforts or works. So he made it ours as a gift. Bullinger says it's the right state of which God is a standard. So God has a standard of righteousness that no man can meet up to on his own or on her own. 
So he made it available through Jesus Christ for anyone to receive by the grace of God. And it's by grace through faith that you become a child of God. C.I. Schofield says, The righteousness of God is all that God demands and approves. The righteousness of God is all that God demands and approves and is ultimately found in Christ himself. So there's no other way to get it. There's not another way. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. So there's no other way to receive this righteousness It's a gift that only God merits or gives. But he made it available to anyone and everyone. It's ultimately found in Christ himself who fully met in our stead every requirement of the law. Jesus met every... The price is paid and fully paid so that you and I and receive God's amazing grace.